Well, good Saturday to you. This is Ed Stetzer, and this is Ed Stetzer Live. And we have the privilege of really coming to you this and every Saturday at this time on Moody Radio, our partners and affiliates. And super thankful for those partners and affiliates as well that enable us to, well, share in your town, your city. And, of course, an increasing number of you also listen you know, we learned all these terms in COVID, you know, uh, synchronous and asynchronous. Uh, many of you, if you're listening on the radio, you're listening synchronously, but many are listening asynchronously. They're downloading the podcast. You can find that at edstetzerlive.com. As always, find that information there and uh, subscribe to the podcast. So if you're not available Saturday, you want to listen to the podcast, boom, there it is, ready for you as well. You probably know that I broadcast, um, I think I say this sometimes, I broadcast generally from my basement. And and uh, we have a little studio down here. Sometimes over at Wheaton College, I have the privilege of serving at the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center there at Wheaton as a dean and professor. Uh, but um, one of the great things is when I have a friend who's local, we have him over to the house, and that's where he is right now, and in my basement with me in our studio. So I'm going to introduce our guest in just a moment. We were actually I got a copy of his book here in my hand. It's called Everyday Holiness: Becoming Who You Were Made to Be. And I think this is a really fascinating topic. A lot of people have questions about holiness. What does that mean? There's actually a whole movement called the holiness movement. I often say that holiness is not separation from sinners, but separation from sin. How do we live those kinds of life? So I have the privilege of endorsing the book. Um, and and um, let, me, let me just introduce my guest, and then we're going to jump in to a conversation. I actually have copies of the book to share with some of our callers. Uh, we don't just like give them out. You call up and say, get out got me the book. I need brilliant questions. And then... We do that. Okay, anyway, let me tell you about my friend. Uh, Josh Moody is the senior pastor of the Historic College Church. He grew up in the London area. Courtney, uh, my engineer, is very excited about his, his British accent. He grew up in the London area, became a follower of Jesus in the Church of England. He's the president and founder of God-Centered Life Ministries, which proclaims God's word worldwide through daily broadcasts on Moody Radio, right? So one place, podcasts, and live streaming at GodCenterLife.org. He's a wonderful preacher and communicator. I invited him to teach us some with us in our program at Wheaton College. Uh, he's written uh, more than 15 books, including most recently, Everyday Holiness, Becoming Who You Were Made to Be. Josh, thanks for coming over to the basement and hanging out. Ed, it's so good to be with you and grateful that uh, you've invited me onto your program and into your basement. Into my basement. Is, uh, fancy. Uh, really, yeah, exactly. very fancy. Every <laughs> if people modern see, convenience. Exactly. <laughs> it's just a little room with soundproofing, yeah. but yeah. it all it all works. Well, uh, Josh and I have been friends for a while. We go to see, He makes me go to British movies, went to Dunkirk, which celebrates a great yeah. British defeat. Uh, <laughs> and, and so uh, did we go see Darkest, I forget, Darkest Hour maybe, or we talked about uh, it or something. I think we've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe we talked yeah. about it. So, But anyway, and so I've had the privilege of preaching for him, and he teaches for me over at Wheaton College. And so I'm really excited about the book because, Josh, I think it hits at a good and important time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's why we write books is that people are asking questions about right. it. But but so let's just start, just look at the big picture. What is holiness and why should we be holy? Yeah. So this book has been something that has been like gnawing at me for a mm-hmm. while and the reason for that is, Ed, you know, uh, in my ministry, I spent a lot of time doing cross-cultural work, contextualization, how to reach postmodern, post-Christian people. I come from a pretty secular background. Uh, the first church I was senior pastor at was in New England uh, next to Yale, which, of course, is very secular. And as you can tell from my accent, I'm not from around these parts. And so I, I'm, I'm aware of the importance of contextualization and making uh, the move so that the gospel is seen to be relevant as it is. 
And I've even done that in uh, the, the former Soviet Union republics of Georgia and Azerbaijan. So I spent a lot of time thinking about contextualization, uh, connecting with people, communicating well, and all the rest. But it, it seems to me that in recent years, we've become a little imbalanced as uh, a Christian uh, movement in this regard. We've been focused so much on contextualization, we haven't been having a conversation about character. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to have that conversation. If you look back through the historic books of the Christian church, there have been obviously J.C. Ryle, uh, Holiness, um, even further back, William Law, uh, these clarion calls to Christ-likeness of character. so that's that's why, and you, the question you asked, yeah, now I get to the actual question you asked me. <laughs> this question, is our life. This is our life. So let me answer a few questions before we get to that yeah, question. Right. But what is it, yeah. and why should we seek it? So the question you, yeah, about holiness, I, I was much um, helped by uh, John Owen's uh, uh, definition of holiness. And uh, John Owen is known for talking about mortification of sin, so he's looked at as kind of like a hardline guy on holiness. But actually, Owen has this... Uh, really clear understanding of holiness, that holiness is a reflection of the gospel Mm. in our lives. And, uh, you know, we tend to think of holiness as a sort of weight, a burden, but it's actually the transformative work of Christ in our lives applied to the practicalities of, uh, of Christian of Christian living. And once you get that straight in your mind, um, you can then start to pursue well, Pursue Holiness, another classic book of yeah, Holiness by Jerry Bridges. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. So I think that's the first book I read on holiness, mm-hmm. and it really was powerful and transformative. You know, later I you know, become a writer and researcher, and I learned about the holiness movement, mm-hmm. uh, some of which I found very helpful, some of mm-hmm. which I would, you know, yeah. not not as much. Uh, but but so when we pursue something, you know, it's the famous title, The Pursuit of Holiness. Mm-hmm. When we pursue something, obviously it should be a value. But, Josh, it doesn't feel like it's a value worldliness mm-hmm. uh, seems to be almost avant-garde. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there are certain things I don't watch on television right. because I know that it would impact my sanctification yep. and more. Yet it seems that that's come less. I mean, that's almost out of style. And that concerns me. Yeah, I think as a, I think we've, the balance, it'd, it'd be so easy to get to a new sort of, otherworldliness. I mean, your statement about uh, uh, the holiness is uh, not sinning, not being removed from sinners is an important one. Um, Jesus prays in John chapter 17 that we should be in the world, but not of the world. And that distinction is, is, needs to be maintained. Uh, so there needs to be a balance here. And, and what we're not saying, and certainly what I'm not saying is I'm particularly pious in every possible way. I mean, uh, when we think of conversations about holiness, I think particularly in the American context, people tend to think about dancing and drink uh, primarily. And um, I am teased about this all the time by the staff at our church. But one time when I was preaching, I think it was some passage about not getting drunk or something. And I said, look, the Bible doesn't say you cannot drink any uh, alcohol at all, and I should know that because I'm British and I was practically weaned on beer. And uh, uh, to which, uh, when my mother found I said that, she said, "No, you weren't." <laughs> so, but anyway, the po- I mean, we're not we're not having a call here to piety or narrow-mindedness. Um, it, it, but when you meet the real thing, when you meet someone who is truly um, getting close to Christ-likeness. It is so attractive, so appealing, 
And I think we need to have this call, well, to be different, mm-hmm. uh, not to be the same as uh, uh, the world around us, but to be different uh, and to, to march to the beat of a different, different drum. Yeah, and that's where holiness does. We do stand out. Uh, let me say that Moody Radio does not endorse weaning children on any alcoholic <laughs> beverages. In case we get lots of phone calls exactly, on that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, speaking of phone calls, too, I do want to invite our listeners to call. Not about that, but let me invite our <laughs> listeners to call in because maybe you have questions about about holiness, about how to live that out. Uh, the number is 877 877- Five four eight three six seven five. Courtney, we're going to open those phone lines. So eight seven seven five four eight three six seven five is our number. Okay, so uh, holiness does get down to for many people to practical personal behaviors. This mm-hmm. is not holy. This is holy, mm-hmm. which is not really what you do in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's not. This is where the line has to be drawn. But instead. Uh, a lot of it talks about, uh, well, the, the subtitle, Becoming Who You mm-hmm. Were Made to Be. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not a list of rules and regulations. Tell me about how you, in, in the book, again, is Everyday Holiness, Becoming Who You Were Made to Be. What's the argument about pursuing holiness and mm-hmm. understanding holiness there? So I draw a lot of this from Colossians chapter 3, Paul's letter to the Colossians. And Paul there says, uh, since uh, you have been raised with Christ, set your mind on things above, set your heart on things above. So the first step, and and this is the Apostle Paul's teaching, but also is reflected in John Owen's definition that we mentioned just a little bit earlier. The first step is actually conversion. And if you're a pastor listening, uh, the primary way you're going to advance holiness in your congregation is to preach evangelistically. Mm. Uh, Because the, the great mistake that people make with holiness, they come from a religious background, they've gone to church all their lives, um, and they try to have some facsimile representation of of religious piety, and it becomes a huge burden. Well, of course it is. Uh, we cannot do it without the power of Christ, without his resurrection power by the Spirit in us. So the first step, Ed, really, is, is conversion, um, is knowing Jesus personally, having a new set of desires, having a new heart, having a new mind, being raised with Christ, as Paul uh, calls it in uh, in the uh, in his letter to the Colossians, and uh, and then having been raised with Christ, and of course the book uh, outlines these things, but having been raised with Christ, uh, then to uh, set our mind and uh, the mind uh, becomes a key part, not not a list of, of of rules. I mean, there are do's and don'ts in the Bible, but it's not a list of do's and don'ts. It's a transformative work of Christ that begins by his spirit. And then we set our minds, our hearts, our feelings on those, uh, on, uh, on that which is, quote unquote, above. Hmm. And I, I love the above, though. We're going to talk about that yeah. some as well. That's, yeah. a, that's a, a comment you make more than once in the conversation as well. I'm talking to Josh Moody. He's the pastor of College Church. His new book is Everyday Holiness, Becoming Who You Were Made to Be. If you go to Ed Setzer Live, you'll see a link to the book and all, actually a link to all Josh's books, the, the radio ministry, and more. We're taking your calls to 877-548-3675 is our number. We're talking about holiness. Maybe you got questions about how to live it out, what it means. 877-548-3675. Politics brings more division than ever, and social media is moving many to be less social and more critical. Those with Christian views are also often being dismissed. Well, what if the rise of secularism, though, is good news for the church? Throughout history, these times of decline traditionally precede powerful spiritual renewal, even revival. 
You need to read Mark Sayers' book, Reappearing Church, The Hopeful Renewal in the Rise of Our Post-Christian Culture. Get a copy of Reappearing Church today at moodypublishers.com. Hey, we're back at Stetzer Live. We're here with Josh Moody talking about his new book, Everyday Holiness, and talking about holiness in general. The subtitle is Becoming Who You Were Made to Be. We're taking your calls. Already got a couple of calls on the line. Paul, I'm going to go to you, and then I'm going to go to John. Uh, so, But I want to invite you to call as well, 877-548-3675. Now, Paul's listening on K-Wave. He's in Riverside, California. My daughter is home right now from Riverside, California. She's a student at Cal Baptist University, one of our partners there at Moody Bible Institute. We love all kinds of Christian colleges and universities. But anyway, Paul, listen on K-Wave. Your question, your comment. Go ahead. You're live on the air. Hi. Yeah, my comment is, as a believer, um, I've been a believer for a very long time, and having listened to a lot of teaching on the radio, and uh, with regard to practical application of holiness, if uh, if I have... Um, input and a lot of teaching with no application and outward flow, and my holiness can very easily um, turn into a pharisaical kind of a lifestyle. And I'm thinking of uh, Paul's admonition to Philemon um, when this, in a slave ran away. Philemon could have been fully justified in destroying his servant, killing him for, for running away, but uh, had he not heeded Paul's admonition, um, his faith would not have translated into a practical application if he had taken a slave and just uh, not heeded Paul's advice and destroyed him anyway, um, mm-hmm. because he had the he had the legal standing to do so. But as a brother in Christ, uh, he was encouraged to take that servant back and to treat him not only as a slave but as a brother. Yeah. Yeah, so good, so good. Paul, super comment, super question. I do want you to hold on. I want to give you a copy of Everyday Holiness, Becoming Who You Were Made to Be. Now, I should, I say that because it might it might take a minute because we've had a little bit of uh, traffic issues with some of our teams. So so if you'll hold on the line, it might take a little while longer. We're going to give you a copy of Everyday Holiness. But, Josh, I mean, yeah. what, do you, what, do you, what do you think about that? I mean, um, you know, it's, he talked about it's easy to kind of receive the teaching of Scripture, but mm-hmm. that outlet of life. Become, mm-hmm. And I will tell you, when I hear holiness— I think probably the first thing I think is more of legalism, which is shouldn't be. I mean, I I know I shouldn't think that way, mm. but that's been some of my experience. Sounds like some of Paul's experience where people received the teaching, received it, mm. no outlet, no mm. higher way. Yeah, no, Paul, I think it's a very good question. I think it's part why we need to have this conversation to clarify uh, what it means to be like Christ. I'm, I'm preaching uh, tomorrow on uh, Matthew chapter 5 where... Jesus talks about how uh, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt uh, loses its saltiness, it's no longer any good. Um, you are the light of the world. Don't be hidden. And homeless is both those things. So we need to have uh, difference, distinction, um, not to be like the world around us. But we also need to be visible and have an impact. And I think what you're talking about is the impact side of it. And amen to that. I think it's very, very important that we as Christians are active in the application of our truth as well as the reception of our truth. And I like your image of uh, you don't want to be a stagnant pond. You want the water coming in, but you also want a stream going out. Yeah. And that, that that's absolutely right. Um, so I, I agree with you, Paul. I think that's, that's, uh, that's true. And um, 
uh, I think it's it's why we need to have this conversation because many people think, well, if, if I start thinking about becoming uh, holy or godly, I'm just going to be in my own uh, little space and not really interacting with the world around. No, not at all. And again, or another part of Jesus' teaching, John chapter 7, we mentioned this, uh, 17, we mentioned this earlier. He prays there that his followers uh, would be in the world, but not of the world. And that's the balance. Uh, we mustn't become of the world around us, but we need do need to be in it and have an impact on it. And my feeling is uh, that uh, we haven't recently had the conversation about uh, pursuing Christ-likeness. And because of that, there's a confusion as to what that means. And uh, we're seeing, uh, I, I would say, something of a crisis of character uh, in our churches because of it. And especially in this post-Christian world in which we live, we need to shine very brightly. We need to be different, uh, sort, and also be seen to be different. And I think what you're saying uh, agrees very much with, you know, that second part, be seen to be different, have an impact. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, Paul. Good, good question comment. and good yeah. point. Yeah, good, good, good. So uh, when you say about, like, uh, crisis of character, I think for a lot of people, and sadly, they, they think of some of the Christian leadership yep. character crises, which is certainly part of what you're talking about. Yep. But 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 what you don't see is the ones that don't make the news. I mean, yeah. you're pastoring here at College Church in our town. We're, we're walking through. And by the way, I'm preaching on the same passage tomorrow at High Point. So we're literally so yeah. two churches yeah. in the western suburbs of Chicago, yeah. same passage. Um, but I think that for a whole lot of people in our churches, they don't make the news, but they're broken homes. There's there's uh, there, there's spiritual lives that are derailed and yeah. often in and around the issue of holiness. So you say it's a crisis of character. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that and why why now? Why 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 this conversation today? Well, I do think, yeah, I, for sure, I do have in my mind, like you mentioned, some of the, the leadership crises that we've seen that have been very visible. And of course, I, I agree with you too, Ed, for sure, that some of that is just because if you're well-known and you have a, have a character crisis, then yeah. you're well-known for having a right. character crisis. doesn't mean there's only people who are well-known right. who are having that. I think it's a sign that we're living in a uh, post-Christian context. And so we've got all this pressure to compromise uh, for the salt to lose its saltiness. And again, that means, I think, we need to have a conversation not about and relevance is important. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I think we do need to. And, make I, sure and, you, st- and you started with that. And I think that's yeah. important because we're not saying don't seek to engage no. people, understand. And I'm more. not saying be yeah. old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't be engaged. Right. And there's no virtue in being old fashioned and out of, out of a touch with what's happening. Um, but we're talking about moral and spiritual characteristics. Um, and um and there are some good things going on uh, as well in terms of uh, character. Um and I know that perhaps this is a little political, but I'm encouraged by the um, uh, the very strong moral conviction uh, about life issues in For America. Sure. I don't know if that's political. I think uh, it has political ramifications, but yeah. I agree. It's a important so issue. So that's, that's, that, that's an application, I suppose, political in the sense it's controversial yeah. in the world. But that's something that we need to stand up for. Yeah. And I'm glad we are. So it's not, I don't mean to say it's all doom and gloom or bad news by any means. I just think that we've got to have that conversation. We've got to say to ourselves, especially, you think of, we mentioned Matthew uh, chapter 5, 13 to 16, but especially in that context where Matthew is is uh, writing to uh, people who are surrounded by those who are less uh, friendly towards the Christian cause than perhaps they were just a few years beforehand. And he brings to their mind what Jesus says about you are the light of the world, you are the salt of the earth. So we have this huge opportunity, have a massive influence on America and the world, 
and it means being visible and uh, being different. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, shining as yep. light, stars mm-hmm. in the in the dark night of the right. sky. Uh, and I think John from Spokane, Washington, has a uh, has some good part to add to the conversation with a good okay. question. John, good. you're uh, I'm trying to click here, John. Here we go. You're live on the air, John, with your question. Go ahead. Oh, thank you very much. Um, my question is from First Peter one sixteen, where Peter's quoting Leviticus, saying that be holy or I am holy, the Lord saying that. And just really interested in both of your takes on how you read that and what the implications are for that. It's uh, Holiness is an area that I feel like the Lord has been speaking to me about uh, well, for a number of years now. And it's taken lots of twists and turns through humility and so forth. been a Christian for about 40 years. Um, so... Very much would like to hear your take. Love it. Let's have him weigh in. John, great question. Hold on the line, too, because we're going to give you a copy of Everyday Holiness, Becoming Who You're Made to Be. So that's, I mean, that's one of the more yep. famous it is. passages. Yep. So address it for us. Yeah. So uh, essentially what Peter is saying is that we as God's people are to take on uh, the distinctive characteristics of um, the uh, character of, of God himself, which is an extraordinary thought, isn't it? As God is holy, so we are to be holy, separate. Uh, that's the, the core idea of holiness, and I talk about this in the book. Uh, the separate, distinct, different. As God is other, special, amazing, so in some small reflection of that, we are called to be as well. And, of course, the question then comes, well, how do you do that? And then uh, in, I go back to Paul's teaching in Colossians where he says, since you've been raised with Christ. So we need the power of Christ to be holy. Um, uh, but that holiness is a reflection of the character of, of God. It is not, it's not some kind of narrow-minded, bigoted, angry rant. It's the very beauty of the divine person reflected in some small way in our own daily lives. And what an opportunity to think that we could reflect that in how we bring up our children and how we go to work and how we do church. Um, what could be more amazing? And we're all on the journey to increasing Christ-likeness and increasing holiness. But yes, it's a reflection of, of, of God's otherness, his difference, his um, uh, being special uh, in us. Become who you were made to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a Christian, you've been uh, made after the likeness of Christ. And now, as we become more holy, we're becoming who we were really designed to be, which is this extraordinary otherness, specialness that is a reflection of God's own character. Living into who you are. Um, yeah. One of the, the words in the Bible that people read, you know, I, I've been in the last few weeks, I've been in uh, Rome and Athens and uh, hearing about St. Paul mm-hmm. and St. Clement and St. So-and-so. Mm-hmm. Bible actually refers to Christians, though, in that way. So how how does that factor into all this? If we're saints already, mm-hmm. uh, we're already made as saints and followers of Christ Jesus. How does that fit into holiness? Yeah, so the uh, some of this goes back to the, the, the Greek language behind the mm-hmm. translations of different words, sanctified, righteous, the, the dikai uh, group of words in, in Greek. Um, but you're asking a systematic biblical uh, theological question. Right. And so we are um, declared right before God through faith alone. And in that sense, as a Christian, we already are holy. We are his. We are holy. Uh, We are separated 
into in him and a part of him, and we're declared right. Now the call is to become uh, who we are in principle, in practice. And, and then that's the path of increasing holiness. And the Bible uses some of these words in, in slightly different ways than, that don't always fit into the easy systematic theological categories. But in terms of systematic theology, uh, if, you, if you give your life to Christ uh, right now, and you, you call on him as, as your Lord and Savior, then you are holy. You're his. You're right with him. You're forgiven. You're on the pathway to heaven. And now, as a Christian disciple, the task is to gradually become holy, become who you are made to be, mm-hmm. become in practice what you already are in principle. Yeah. We're talking to uh, Josh Moody about his book, Everyday Holiness, Becoming Who You Are Made to Be. And it, I think it's an important topic. And mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know Josh, Josh actually is the pastor of College Church here in, uh, right, I mean, gosh, we're just like, we could walk there. Right, I, yeah. I, I do walk there all the time. Yeah, it's right yeah. next door to Wheaton College. My kids always call it Wheaton College Church. No, it's College Church. It's not. We're friends, but we're not the same institution. No institutional affiliation. Yeah. Well, we did the same friends thing. In yeah, when I was at Moody Church, we always had the Moody Church, Moody Bible Institute yeah. thing. So yeah. it's, it is, it is, can be a little confusing to people. Uh, but you can find all that information about him at edstetzerlive.com. Also links to the book there as well. We're going to continue with your calls in just a moment. We've got some folks already lined up, but uh, one of invite you to call as well. Maybe you got a question of how that lived out in your life or how to talk to somebody else about it. One of the hardest things is to talk to somebody about it in this area. We might want to grow in holiness without being perceived as legalistic or a jerk, but it's an important issue. Pastors, church leaders, Christians to share Hey, we're back at Stetzer Live this and every Saturday. Um, we're let me thank my team too, by the way. Uh, Karen Hendren is our producer, Courtney Young's our engineer, and Amy Lee is manning the phones today. Uh, she's not the singer from Evanescence, but she's nevertheless manning the phones today. Uh, we're inviting your calls as well. We're talking about holiness, it's uh, understanding, application, more. Um, 877-548-3675 is our number. 877-548-3675. Josh, I was actually, I didn't tell you this at the beginning, but I was a little bit thinking that, I don't know if we're going to get a lot of calls today. Because, you know, depending on the topic, right? If you talk about another religion, right. everyone calls in. If you talk about the end times, there'll be lots of phone calls. I want to invite you, 877-548-3675. Okay, um, mm. you, throughout the book, again, the book is Everyday Holiness, Becoming Who You Were Made to Be. Um, there's a lot of talk about becoming like Christ. You use the word mm. reflect several times mm. in this conversation in the book. Mm. What does it mean? How do we live that in our everyday lives? Because it seems in such an unattainable reality. I mean, mm-hmm. Christ is perfection. I'm far from that. So so how do, what does it mean to become more like Christ, and what does that look like? Yeah, it's a process, isn't it? So I think that's very important to get clear in our minds. It isn't a one-and-done experience that can be massive transformative experiences along the way but it is a process so that will help us not uh, beat ourselves up when we fail and i think that's one of the devil's tactics isn't it you you fail on some area of your life and you just feel so guilty and burdened you daren't show yourself in church again i always love martin luther on that you got a a letter from some chap who wanted to come and meet with him and he said you're more than welcome to come we're all sinners here uh, you know, come and join the sinners. And that's really what church is like, isn't it? Come and join. And I think we need that clarity around it's, it's a 
it's a process, and we hope to make progress, but the, the progress is not in a straight line. There can be ups and downs along the way, and that's just normal Christian life. And so, in a sense, I'm taking the pressure off um, with that reality. And I think, uh, as I said, the first, the first step is real conversion, and then it's the internal life, what we think about, what we imagine, what we spend our time uh, contemplating. And uh, you know, we don't want to get into you must not watch this kind of movie or you can watch that kind of movie, sort of picky stuff. But if you spend your whole life uh, watching R-rated Netflix movies, it's unlikely that you're going to make a lot of progress in holiness. And so we do need to think about what we fill our minds with. So listening to really good radio programs like Ed Stetzer Alive will help you. <laughs> and, and, shameless pandering will not help you, but go ahead. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, that yeah, you I fill yourself with yeah, truth. Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the things I like about, you know, you're on Moody Radio, I'm on Moody Radio. But one of the things I do like, I mean, you can listen to um, screaming and screeching talk radio all week, yeah, and it won't help you. Yeah, I mean, it actually make you angry. Uh, and, the social media streams, yeah, the, social the media kind streams. of way the uh, yeah. the algorithm gets yep. you down one stream, so all you're hearing is screaming and angry rants, yeah. and that doesn't help. That doesn't um, sanctify you for sure. But I, so I do think. You know, I love Chris Brooks, for example, listen to Chris Brooks on Moody Radio. Yeah. I mean, it informs you and encourages yeah. you some of the teaching. Yeah. So I do think that matters. I guess the you said a moment ago, first of all, you used the, just to translate everyone, progress and process in, in American is progress and process. <laughs> but anyway, that's just to translate to American here for just a second. Process. Uh, it's process and progress. Um, <laughs> but um, you also said I've taken the pressure off. So yeah. how much pressure should I feel? I mean, again, we talked about Bridges books. Uh, Bridge book, the pursuit of holiness. What yeah. does that look like? Am I, I mean, I, you know, I think of the athletic imagery in the New mm -hmm. Testament. I am an athlete training for holiness. Do I yeah. get up every day thinking, how do I be more holy? Do I lean into it? Do I just walk through it? Help me to think about the exerted effort to pursue holiness or not. Yeah. So I, when I say take the pressure off, I don't mean it's going to be easy. Right. I, in fact, it is part of taking the pressure off is to say it's not easy, it is hard work. Uh, work out our salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in us to will and act according to his purpose. That working out is is a, is is hard work, and it is a race. It is a fight. Um, and so the effort that's required is real. And so, yes, the, listening to Erwin um, Lutzer, the, the, the former pastor at uh, Moody Church uh, downtown. We, we do not call uh, him the former pastor. We call him Pastor Emeritus. The Pastor Emeritus. <laughs> See, I get my terminology right. But, you know, those kind of people, yeah. uh, godly men. But but then sometimes we can be faced, can't we, with a, an issue in our life that really needs to be rooted out. And Paul talks about that. He talks about putting to death. Mm -hmm. And that that is the hard task of asking ourselves, what's the sin behind the sin? So why am I doing this? Why am I attracted to this uh, what's the idol behind the behavior mm -hmm. and and then rooting not merely dealing with the uh the superficial um, um appearance of the sinful act uh, but getting behind it and dealing with what what's motivating that what am i believing that's not true what am i uh, believing maybe about who god is or who i am as a christian that i'm loved that i'm his that i'm accepted and out of those truths, you dig behind the sins, you put in the gospel truth, uh, then comes uh, transformative behavior. So I'm just giving a few That's good. Uh, bits of help along the way as we talk. Uh, but the, the, you know, I, I don't claim it by any means to be an expert in how to become 
holy um, because I'm a sinner like well like you are too Ed I think uh, oh I think, yeah, yeah yeah I think we all are yeah um, but we're all we all need help and so um, my hope is that by having the conversation we will put front and center take it off the back burner Christ likeness and put it on the front front burner yeah good good let's let's take a call let's yep. go to a Scott in San Bernardino California Scott you're live on the air what's your question or your comment hello can you hear me I can't go ahead please Scott uh, yeah um, so my comment is um, you were saying uh, you made a comment earlier uh, you, as you become more you know that Christ likeness it's very attractive and I would say yes and no it's like two-sided coin so I don't know if mm. you mm. experienced this as well I think outside, you know, the other day I was going to return something and I had a bunch of stuff to return. So, you know, the Lord's in me. So I'm just talking to this girl. She may be 18 years old and I'm, you know, I'm just loving her. And I know, I know I want to see her saved. So I'm just talking to her and, and it's just natural, you know, and I just feel it's like the Lord's taken over and I'm just chit-chatting with her. And then at the end, I'm just giving her a track, uh, and I'm writing down, you know, the Bible.is track and my church information, and I'm just giving her, a, you know, 40-second gospel. And she is thanking me profusely. And I'm like, hmm. feeling like i got to get out of there because there's somebody behind me, you know, and I don't want to leave. And she's literally thanking me. You know, it's, it's weird. Like, I feel like there's an angel behind her saying, thank you, and I'm about ready to be in tears, you know. And it's like this joyous life I have. I'm like, this is why I'm here, you know. But then at church, people are shunning me. You know, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like I'm weird. They don't want to have anything to do with me because I'm being direct with people and calling them to holiness. So it's mm. like, I don't know, it's like really lonely on one side. Oh, if that makes yeah. sense. That's interesting. It yeah. does. If you if you hold on line, Scott, too, we want to give you a copy of Everyday Holiness, Becoming Who You're Made to Be by Josh Moody. Uh, so, Josh, let's talk about it a little bit, because, I, I, you know, we don't mm -hmm. know enough about the situation right. and how maybe he's engaging people. But, I mean, there is a sense that you can be seen as, you know, as even, even your comment earlier about not watching certain movies. Mm -hmm. You know, people are like, well, you know, what, what are you saying to me? You know, that's not your place or your business. Right. And yet for me, I mean, I make choices on base what I need yeah. in my, yeah. uh, I, don't want to, I don't need to see or engage certain things for my uh, personal spiritual growth. So how yeah. do you uh, have those conversations? Because maybe, you know, we, we, both, we both have kids. Uh, maybe it's parents to kids. Maybe it's church members speaking mm -hmm. to each other's lives. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was fascinated listening to uh, Scott as well. And I, I think you're sort of redirect. We don't know all the context. So it, it, it made me feel like I'm glad I'm a pastor because there's always so much context. And I'd love to sit down with, with Scott and just have a conversation and hear more about that. I do think sometimes... If we are passionate about evangelism, it can be a little um, scary for Christians, um, and they can feel like they are being called to something they don't really want to enter into. But, uh, yeah, Ed, to your point, absolutely, um, Christ-likeness is attractive, um, but it can also be uh, repulsive. I mean, Jesus talks about that as well, doesn't he? he? He in the Beatitudes, he says, "Blessed are you, blessed are you, if you are poor in spirit, if you, you're, you're, you're and all this blessing." But then he says, uh, "And uh, blessed are you when they persecute you mm -hmm. for my sake." So, mm -hmm. uh, we 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 can't take disapproval 
from people around us as the ultimate statement as to whether we're following Jesus or not. Now, we have to be careful about that. Again, context. If one, I think one of the rule, key rules about criticism is consider the source, mm-hmm. S-O-U-R-C-E. So if it's someone who knows you well and is godly and they, they're coming up to you and saying, look, I wouldn't put it like that. Maybe tone down how you're doing it, maybe slightly less aggressive in how you're saying it. Then you need to listen to that pretty carefully. But if it's someone who doesn't know you well, isn't, particularly godly or doesn't have your best interests at heart and i think well listen to the criticism anyway just in case that perhaps they have something to it but then once you found out they don't then move on with your life um so there's a lot there isn't there in those couple of comments it really is i mean it's a complicated conversation as well and again we're going to continue our conversation in just a moment but let me also invite people to Give us a call. We got one final segment with Josh Moody. We're talking about holiness. He's written a new book called Everyday Holiness, Becoming Who You Are Made to Be. 877-548-3675 is our phone number. And I want to invite you to call in. Maybe you got questions about how to share it. I'm going to come back and ask more about how to share that in a congregational setting as well. 877-548-3675. Give us a call. We're going to continue our conversation in just a moment. Hey, we're back and continuing our conversation with my my friend Josh Moody. And uh, we, you know, we mentioned earlier we we went to some movies and then we talked about movies, but we need to go to a movie again soon. So we'll mm. have to see what's out there to, mm. to, to to hang out again. Uh, Josh has written a new book, Everyday Holiness: uh, Becoming Who You Were Made to Be. It's just out yesterday uh, right. by the time we recorded this. So right. okay, good. So people are going to hot off the presses, as they say, <laughs> hot off the presses. Um, so right before yeah. the, the break, we were talking a little bit about. Because I, I think all of us would want and should pursue personal holiness. Mm. But holiness in a community mm. means that we talk to sometimes with one another. Mm-hmm. And so I might say in an accountability relationship to to another another brother, I might say, yeah, you know, you need to get that out of your life. You need right. to get that out. And so, so but then, then the, of course, the concern is, is... You know, Romans 14 is what's mm-hmm. what's right for me. You know, uh, you know, how do I pursue this? How do I have conversations about holiness that don't lead into me imposing uh, legalism on somebody else? Yeah, and I think that's that whole community part is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Apostle Paul uh, describes it like this. He says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. Mm. And if one hasn't complained against another, forgiven each other, as the Lord has forgiven you. Uh, and above all these, put on love. So I suppose the, in the community context, the, the fundamental issues are, are much, much less. You're not, you know, you brother are not as holy as you should be. Um, and much, much more. Um, how do we love that person? Uh, how do we forgive that person if we've been hurt? That's the call in the context of community. And that is then an expression of holiness. So we, we tend to think about holiness in terms of like moral improvement rather than forgiving someone mm. who's hurt us. Mm. Loving someone we find, find difficult. So if, if someone listening say, how do I advance holiness in my congregation? I'd say forgive those who've hurt you, love those you find difficult. That would be the primary way. Interesting. Do you have like when you do you preach what you said to, you just said to our Moody Radio audience on hundred plus station outlets mm. about movies? 
So you 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 obviously said. <laughs> I mean, again, you, people have to go back and listen, but you were very careful in your context. Yeah. And you might be careful about these things. Yeah. So at some point, as a pastor or as a fellow believer, I'm going to encourage somebody to avoid certain things. Um, and to engage other things. I mean, yeah. that's part of the Christian discipleship process, no? Sure, yeah. And I'm, I'm not the thought police, Yeah. and it's not my job to come up with a precise list of uh, do's and don'ts, mm-hmm. books to read, and and it's so contextual. I mean, uh, but I think that as a Christian, you have to consider that. You have to consider what goes on in your mind, mm-hmm. and part of what goes on in your mind is what you put in your mind. What do you put in your imaginations? Um, I, and so I think a lot of that comes down to your own context, your own personality. I, I wouldn't want to say, don't watch that movie. Uh, mm. that's, I think that's between uh, you and the Lord. Um, but I, I, I do think... I, that, I would say there would be movies you would say, don't watch that movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's a question but of I mean, where just, that line is. Yeah, I just, yeah. I'm not going to... Pr- you know, asking, like in the context, pastorally preaching. My yeah. primary role is not to come up with a list of do's and don'ts. Right. My primary role is to, is to help us follow Jesus yeah. and, that's a key and grow part. in our maturity yeah. and make those decisions key for key part of lives. everyday holiness is reflecting the character of Christ. You exactly. keep coming back over exactly. and over again. So the more you draw near to Jesus, the more of those other things not only are gone from your life, but you want them gone from your life. Yeah, 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 exactly. You want them gone from your life. Um, you want to grow, um, set your mind on things above, set your heart on things above, um, dig out the root of uh, the sin behind the sin, the, the, the work of the soul, what's the S-O-U-L, what's really going on inside, putting on, as we talk, love and forgiving one another. Mm-hmm. Um, we can be warriors for truth, but we need to be uh, truthing in love, uh, which is another motivation, I suppose, for this book, is to is to call us to think not only about this is the truth, but also how we express that truth. Yeah, um, so with, good. Uh, yeah. yeah, truthing in love, so good. Okay, let's let's go to some calls. We've had all we had three men call today, so so we got to mm. draw from some. We don't just need men to call today. So we have Jennifer. Okay. in Chicago, Jennifer, you're live on the air with your question or comment. Go ahead, Jennifer. Are Hello. you there? Hello. Go ahead, Jennifer, with this your question Jennifer or comment. Go ahead. go ahead. I'm in Florida. I'm not Chicago. Okay. Yes. Sorry I, about I, that. Go ahead. It's okay. I just, I listened to Moody a lot for these past few weeks that I heard it advertising from this station here in Florida. And I find it very enlightening. And as I was listening, and I heard about to be Christ-like and to be holy, and I look in my life each day and I said, I'd love to be more Christ-like, but I'm not quite sure if I'm doing the right thing. Um, so I don't know if there's any any um, thing you can lead me towards. I try to read the Bible, but I never can remember where certain things are in the Bible. I just read from day to day and know not to do certain things. And yeah. in that aspect. Yep. Oh, good. Okay, good. So, well, Jennifer, first, uh, I love your question. It's very mm-hmm. pastoral. gets at the heart of what Josh is writing about in Everyday Holiness. Second, stay in the line after you hear Josh answer, and we're going to give you a copy of Everyday Holiness. So, Josh, I mean, mm-hmm. right there, wh- how do I grow in holiness? What, what, what's the journey? I mm-hmm. mean, walk mm-hmm. through, walk that for, uh, for uh, us and Jennifer in Florida together. Yeah, Jennifer. I mean, first of all, what a wonderful question, and what a heart. And I think that's a you have, and I think that's a wonderful sign that you are growing in holiness. That very desire you have is a sign of God's work in your life. So, first of all, I'd like to encourage you, and second, I'd like you to think about. Um, really three areas. First, uh, the food you're consuming. So what kind of Bible teaching? Sounds like listening to Moody. Great. 
uh, what kind of Bible teaching you're getting uh, from church. Um, so the food, your spiritual food that you're getting, um, and the community that you're a part of. So you want to be with those who are going to encourage you, the small group, uh, your church context. And then um, uh, spiritual exercise, serving. Um, so getting involved with the ministry. These are, these are core, sometimes they're called means of grace. You want to be involved in uh, a church that teaches you the Bible, gives you an opportunity to serve, that will call you to increasing Christ-likeness in a way that's uh, loving and um, centered upon the gospel. And that's the path. And it won't always be smooth sailing, um, but uh, that, that, is the, that is the journey uh, of um, following Jesus and gradually bit by bit becoming more like him and one of the interesting things is sometimes when someone's really holy they don't think they are Mm. and i wonder whether that's the case for you Mm. but obviously i don't know you but the very desire that you have is a great sign and let me encourage you if you're not involved in a bible teaching church down in florida i'm sure there are uh, many uh get involved in one and then seek a way to uh, serve in that context we got about 30 seconds left josh so um a lot of people right now say, why should I care about this? Mm. It's like it's become a passe to not worry about holiness. And yet I think there's a clear biblical call. So why should I care about everyday holiness? Mm-hmm. Well, the number one reason, of course, is the glory of God. And if you're a Christian, you want God to be glorified. Uh, the number two reason is, isn't the world a mess? And uh, again, I'm, it sounds like Ed's preaching on this too, which is interesting, but I'm preaching on Matthew five thirteen to 16. If we're the salt of the earth, the light of the world. And if we want to have an impact on the world around us, we need to be Christ-like. Yeah, and that's not always something that people have valued today. Crisis of character is a key thing. And again, Josh tackles all this in his book, Everyday Holiness, uh, Becoming Who You Were Made to Be. And one of the great things I love, I mean, sometimes I have guests that I've never met before, but obviously Josh and I are friends, you can tell from that as well. And so I, I know that this is a passion for him and something he seeks to live out in his life. Uh, Tune in next week. We're going to have Dr. Uh, Jennifer Thomas. She's an author. We're going to talk about how to repair broken relationships when just saying sorry uh, isn't enough. To hear today's program again, you'll find it at edstetzerlive.com or on the Moody Radio app. Actually, all of our programs, you subscribe to the podcast, all that. Go to edstetzerlive.com. It leads to all those other places as well. You can connect with us, as always, through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We actually post who's coming up. If you want to follow those things, you can follow along. Uh, All that's at Ed Stetzer Live. And Ed Stetzer Live is, of course... Our production of Moody Radio, which itself is a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to joining you again next Saturday.